Uh, very good. So uh, we uh, began uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, talking about the Aaronic uh, benediction, uh, as, because that was the Torah portion for the week, and and there we read about uh, we read about uh, blessing, and uh, the reality is is that we read about blessing from the very beginning of the of the scriptures when God created a man and woman, He blessed them. Uh, God blessed indeed the, the seventh day. Uh, we read about in the calling of Abraham, God blessed them. I, uh, with Noah, God blessed him. So we read about blessing. And, and I would suggest that blessing is the core, the, the, the core of the Torah uh, and really of the whole Bible. Uh, uh, theologians, Bible scholars debate constantly in, when it comes to the Torah, when it comes to the Tanakh. Uh, what is the, uh, the main thrust? Is it holiness? Uh, you know, uh, what is the main, uh, the core? What is like the umbrella over everything? Uh, is it creation? Is it Israel? Uh, what is it? I would suggest that blessing uh, is uh, a good place to, uh, to begin there. Uh, for example, in the very beginning, we know that uh, the, the Garden of Eden was the place of blessing. Uh, we know that a man and woman blessed each other. The entire environment where they lived was blessed, that Adam and Eve lived in blessing. And then we know that sin corrupted blessing, right? Uh, and it's interesting that God did not take away blessing, but uh, blessing uh, became corrupted. That's a good word for it. Blessing became corrupted. Think about it. In Genesis chapter 3, childbearing became difficult. In fact, in the early chapters of Genesis, almost always, not every single time, but mostly the word blessing is associated with being fruitful and multiplying, right? I, I, in other words, infusing life. God created humanity, but humanity plays a role in the creation of humanity, right? Uh, and very importantly, very importantly. And so I, uh, sin uh, corrupted uh, childbearing, became difficult. That's what we read in Genesis chapter 3. The relationship of husband and wife uh, uh, became uh, difficult. It, God did not take away the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the relationship, but at other times we've, we've talked about this. Uh, how the relationship became difficult. And then tilling the soil, cultivating the earth became difficult. And, uh, and clearly that uh, throughout the scriptures, uh, life became more difficult after sin. And God continued to desire uh, and provide for mankind uh, to bless uh, mankind. Uh, and, uh, and of course, we know in Genesis chapter 12 that God called Abraham to be a blessing and to be the channel of blessing to the nations. We know that uh, uh, from the scriptures. Uh, and uh, we know that uh, in the uh, coming of the uh, Messiah, we know that uh, we have now 
the the indwelling Ruach HaKodesh. Uh, and as we talked uh, last week at length in uh, Ephesians chapter one, God has blessed us with every spiritual, with all spiritual blessing uh, from his abode uh, in heavenly places. Uh, and of course, the day will come when there will be the complete physical manifestation of all of that. We see some of it today, uh, but uh, uh, clearly uh, the new covenant blessings, uh, you know, uh, have to do with uh, giving us, empowering us to be the men and women that he called us to be. The greatest blessing that we could ever receive is to be uh, the men and women that God made us to be. Uh, image bearers of God. And we have learned uh, that, uh, you know, we, we're called to be blessed so that we can be a testimony to the nations uh, and to know that God uh, continues with us and cultivates us, cares for us uh, on the journey. Uh, and so today uh, I thought we would take a look at how is it then that if we are living in, you know, the, the place of blessing, knowing the Lord and all of that, how then do we fulfill that calling then of being a blessing uh, to others? You know, there is a, a passage, uh, we're going to be looking at a couple of different places, but in First Peter uh, chapter 3, we read there, uh, in uh, uh, in verses uh, eight and nine, he says here to sum up: Let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, humble uh, in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. And then look what it says: For you were called for this very purpose. You were called for this very purpose, that you might inherit a blessing. In other words, it has, of course, the boomerang effect, right? We're called to be a blessing so that we can inherit a blessing. Okay, now that doesn't mean it's a quid pro quo. You know, in other words, okay, I'll be a blessing so I can get something. No, he's talking about eternal things here. But we are called to be a blessing. So how does this work itself out. Well, we're just going to look at a couple of different things uh, today. Going back to Ephesians, where we uh, were last week, again, in the first chapter, uh, Paul lays out this great truth of the coming of the Messiah now uh, provides us with blessing. And we said that blessing is the infusion of life, and it defines relationship with God. God has infused us with life, right? We read in Breshit in Genesis, he's, he's created us, right? And all life, all life is given by God. Uh, but then God has given us, we could say, real life uh, internally uh, in the death and resurrection of the Messiah. Uh, and uh, uh, in chapters 1, 2, and 3, of Ephesians, it's all about how he made this promise to Israel and you too of the nations, uh, all of us. When we embrace Messiah, we enter into 
this particular kind of covenant relationship, we enter into the atmosphere or the space of blessing. We enter into the presence of God. We enter into the presence of the Ruach HaKodesh. Uh, it's not so much that now me individually have received something to have, but it's I now get to participate in what God is doing in the world. And that that is a blessing internally to us, but we have a particular calling then to be a blessing. So in chapters 1, 2, and 3, Paul is emphasizing Jew and Gentile all called in the same way when it comes to the coming of the Messiah, right? Okay, so, but then in chapter 4, in chapter 4 of Ephesians, immediately, he now shifts gears and he says, so, okay, so now that you understand that we're all part of this one body, well, we're all part of this one community. So then he says, I beg you, I beg you to walk or live your life in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. In other words, there's a particular way to live. If, if you claim to know Messiah, there is a particular way to live. Okay? It's not just, you know, I can put the Messiah in my back pocket uh, and uh, when I die, I'll go to heaven uh, and I have an assurance of it and I feel really great. And God's entire purpose uh, in this world is to make me happy and to provide, uh, you know, for me uh, all kinds of things that I want and, and that I feel that I need. Uh, and so God is at my beck and call. Uh, that kind of attitude makes us God and him the slave of us, uh, you know, but it's it's the other way around. Right. To be blessed means what a what a great thing it is to be able to serve God, to be a slave of Messiah, fulfilling uh, what he has called us as a community to do. We all get to be a part of that. And as a result, when we're fulfilling this calling in our lives, well, then there's satisfaction, there's peace, fruit bearing, all, all of that, a richness, a depth of relationship with others, all those kinds of things. So he goes on to say here in Ephesians 4, we need to live this way with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing forbearance to one another in love, which means in plain English, putting up with each other, <laughs> putting up with each other in, in love, okay? Being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit uh, in the bond of peace, preserve the unity. So what Paul is thinking is, uh, may I suggest in this and other places, and Peter also uh, there in First Peter chapter three, that the community is the safe place. The community of Messiah followers is the safe place. And therefore, we need to be unified. We need to uh, uh, be careful uh, to guard our fellowship uh, and to be built up by one another. Because out there, there's persecution. Because out there, there is ungodliness. Because out there, there is darkness. Now, we need to speak into the darkness. Uh, and as a, a wise man once said to me, you can't turn a light on unless you enter the room, right? So we need to speak into the darkness. But what he's writing here 
And what most of the writers of the Brichar Asha are writing is you've got to be strong. You've got to have a strong community in order to be light, uh, in order uh, to be able to communicate uh, the, uh, the good news. And so that's what he's saying here. Then he's going to digress for a while. Uh, and uh, we're going to pick it up uh, all the way um, in a verse, for our purposes, uh, verse 28. Okay. Verse 28 of chapter four. So he says here, let him who steals, steal no longer, but rather let him labor, performing with his own hands what is good, in order that he may have something to share with him who has need. In other words, he said, very interesting that uh, he says, don't steal anymore because that's wrong. And you're, you know, and so get a job and take care of yourself. It's not what he says. He says, stop thinking about yourself and taking from others, but rather be thinking about how you might be able to provide for others. That's the gist here. Being a blessing. See, being a blessing. If we are in community, uh, we are called to fulfill this, this calling. And what is our calling? Our calling, yes, is to maintain the unity. Uh, and we do so by being a blessing to one another, right? Uh, going back to uh, what we read there in the first chapter of Ephesians. We have received blessing in our lives, but we have been called, as Peter tells us, to be a blessing, all right? And so all these admonitions in the new covenant, all of these things about being one another, you know, and all the ways that we're called to live uh, is our ways of being a blessing, ways of being a blessing, of infusing life into another person, right? Then he says this, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, that it may give grace to those who hear, right? Uh, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Now, this is interesting uh, because the main word in Greek for bless or blessing means to speak well, to give praise or to speak well, okay? And so... When it says here, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, that we are rather what we're to do is to bless others with our words. Right. As what does James tell us? You know, we use our mouths to bless and to curse. Right. Uh, the tongue, the, the tiniest uh, little organ here plays a very profound role. You can destroy people by what you say, but you can also infuse life by what you say. A good word in season, uh, just as he says here, a word for edification, for the building up of one another. What did Yeshua say? Yeshua said we'll be judged by our words. He said that what comes out of our mouth is not just something in our throat, but it's coming actually out of our heart. And so how important it is for us to be walking uh, in the Lord, to be filled with the Ruach, to be controlled by the Spirit of God, so that we can indeed uh, be a blessing. Remember that back in the Garden of Eden, uh, yes, God created, but then he, he called mankind to cultivate, 
to cultivate the garden. We are called in this world to serve as God's emissaries in this world. Uh, yes, to live uh, as, as uh, reflections of the character of God, but also proactively to, uh, to infuse life to others by sharing the good news of the Messiah, you know, by heralding the good news, but by giving a good word to, uh, to one another uh, uh, in, uh, to, to build up uh, one another. And that is, that is a real challenge for us. You know, it takes really living an integrated life, uh, an integrated life. And what I mean by that is, remember, Paul said, I am crucified with the Messiah. It is no longer I who live, but Messiah lives in me, right? And therefore, the life that I live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who delivered himself up for me. I, and, and so really, the idea is that people see Yeshua when they see us. And that is indeed uh, the way to be a blessing. Now, continuing here uh, in verse 31, uh, in verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Now, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and slander uh, all include abusive speech, abusive speech uh, and you could stretch it out to be uh, to mean you know uh, violence uh, as as well, but it's focusing on speech. It focuses on what comes out of our mouth, and it's very interesting that Paul spends a lot of time talking about that here. Okay, and and these are all when you when you look at bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander, they all destroy. They're all destroying qualities. They destroy relationship. They destroy uh, fellowship. And we really need to be careful, you know, with uh, with our with our words, uh, and ask ourselves: Am I a blessing or am I not a blessing? Uh, day in and day out, in all circumstances, it takes spiritual wisdom to know, uh, you know, in in all situations, uh, how can I be a blessing? whether we're talking about in the community or outside. How can I be a light? How can I be a blessing? And again, remember, blessing means infusion of life. Blessing defines relationship with God. So when I say, how can I be a blessing to somebody? It means, how can I really communicate the love of God or the truth of God in a way that it can be received? That is what it means to be a blessing. Okay, then he says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah has also forgiven you. Now, these are relationship building terms, right? Kindness to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. When we live this way, we are building bridges. We're not tearing them down. Uh, we are creating opportunities for the gospel to be heard, for the good news to be heard. I can tell you that that um, uh, arrogance uh, you know, and uh, 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 wrong speech, unwholesome language is not going to open up doors to convince anybody of anything. <laughs> OK, uh, we may think we are, 
but uh, it doesn't work that way. Uh, it didn't work that way for Yeshua. Think about it. The tough language were for the, the insiders. The tough language was for the, the Messiah, for the people who were supposed to know better, right? The people who, who uh, the, the, the sinners were the people that he invited in, come and have a meal with me. I, and, and it wasn't him acquiescing to, to their sin. It was, this is how you communicate. This is how you communicate. And it's up to people as to what they receive, you know, or, or what they don't receive. And so in verse five, in a chapter, in, in chapter five, I mean, of Ephesians in verses one and two, and this is, it really is an unfortunate place where the chapter division is here. It really, it's not a new, new topic. All right. So he goes on to say now in chapter five, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Messiah also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and sacrifice to God uh, as a fragrant aroma. Uh, and, and so again, that uh, if we are going to be a blessing to others, we need to be Messiah-like. We need to see ourselves as crucified with Messiah. Yet he lives his life in me. There's many passages where Paul says this, where he says, be a living sacrifice at the beginning of Romans chapter 12. Where in Philippians, where he says, uh, to live is Messiah and to die is gain. There's no halfway here. He, he's saying his desire is to be so uh, is to be so uh, filled with the Spirit of God, so filled with the Word of God, uh, uh, so filled with the presence of God that uh, He uh, is living out Yeshua's life, or Yeshua is alive, living out His life, and that is uh, how we be a blessing. It's not about rules and regulations; it's about the presence of God. Uh, uh, on the front burner of our uh, of our uh, of our lives. Uh, now you know what's interesting. There's another place, and that is in Galatians. Uh, in uh, Galatians five, uh, it's very interesting that you read the same kinds of um, qualities uh, in the context of uh, fruit bearing, uh, 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 what it means to uh, bear uh, spiritual fruit, okay? Notice uh, here in uh, Galatians chapter five, he says this in verse 19. He says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Notice, Included is enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, and factions. That's very close to what we read in Ephesians when we read about, uh, you know, slander, and bitterness, and wrath, and clamor, and malice. That's not coming from God. That is from the flesh the deeds of the flesh. But then we read the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and things like that. It's not a complete list. 
and things like that. That isn't it interesting that if we are walking with the Lord, we are a relationship builder. If we are walking with the Lord, not just amongst ourselves, relationship builders, but with people out there as well. Right. So very, very important. You see, this is sort of a a theme uh, all the way through. And, you know, there are plenty of other passages. But go ahead and read on your own uh, Romans chapter 12, about the first 20 verses, right? After he says, be a living sacrifice, that's where, uh, you know, it's after that where he describes that we are members uh, one of another. Uh, And you have certain, uh, you know, passages here. Uh, that say things like this, uh, be devoted to one another uh, in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, uh, blessing those who persecute you, uh, be of the same mind with one another, do not be haughty, associate with the, with the lowly, never pay back evil for evil, respect what is right in the sight of all men as if possible, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. Uh, that is what it means uh, to be a living, uh, a living uh, sacrifice. Uh, and so now we can return to this passage uh, in First Peter, where we began uh, for just a moment. Okay, so here in First uh, Peter, where we read that we've been called to be a blessing. I, it's uh, it really is uh, rather interesting uh, because the passage uh, goes uh, goes back to uh, earlier in chapter two about being a good testimony, being a good testimony to the world around us, uh, uh, and, uh, and and making sure that uh, if we are going to be persecuted, it's for the sake of righteousness, you know, uh, for the sake of Messiah Yeshua. So in verse 21, it's interesting that you read here in chapter 2 and verse 21 of First uh, Peter, for you have been called for this purpose. It says the same thing as it, as it does in chapter 3 uh, in uh, verse uh, 9 about being a blessing. But in chapter 2 and verse 21, it says you've been called for this purpose. Since Messiah also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Okay? And, you know, he says that in the context of suffering unjustly, that we may suffer unjustly. But he's saying, don't, we're not going to be like the culture around us. The culture in that day put much emphasis on honor and shame, honor and shame, that if you were shamed by someone, the correct thing to do is not to turn the other cheek, but to go after them, you know, like get even. And and that is, unfortunately, in our world, a lot of the way uh, that we act. Pride plays a very important role in how we live. If we feel that someone has wronged us, we need to get them back. Now, sometimes we, we like to call that justice, but a lot of it is getting them back, you, you know, uh, and it is very, very important 
that in all of our in all of our testimony uh, that we uh, our people uh, here, just as he says in verse eight here to sum up, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind hearted, humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead, giving a blessing instead. And that is how Yeshua lived his life. And that is how we are uh, indeed called to live our lives, to be uh, a uh, to be a blessing. Uh, so how do we do that? You know, I uh, will just uh, finish up with this. Uh, the question is, you know, how do we do that? Well, one is in personal relationships, how important it is to be a good listener, right? How important it is to, to be a good listener, listening to people and being able to respond to them and not talking past them and not just waiting for someone to stop talking so then we can say what we want to say, right? To really engage people, whether we're talking about the person sitting next to you in the pew there uh, or you know, out in the street, at work, at the store, wherever it might be, right? I, that we really are engaging uh, a people and being a voice for, for peace. I, and that we are not cursing, but blessing. And we are not re reviling. And we are not insulting, right? Uh, how important uh, indeed that is to be a blessing. You know, the, the power of a good word. And so I, you know, so there's that. Then also, you know, the spiritual disciplines that we uh, desire so greatly uh, to engage in. We talk about all the time. You know, there's a very interesting passage in the book of Colossians. It's in the third chapter in the 16th verse. In Colossians 3, in verse 16, it says, Let the word of Messiah richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another, with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Yeshua, giving thanks to the Father, uh, uh, giving thanks uh, through him to God, uh, giving, well, I'm th sorry, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of of the Lord Yeshua giving thanks through him to God the Father, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, how uh, how important it is to, to recognize that if the word of Messiah is richly dwelling within us, notice there's another famous passage that sounds almost the same. In Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 18, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah to God, even the Father, and then yield to one another in the fear of Messiah. Isn't it interesting that the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is the same as letting the word of Messiah richly dwell within you? It's really very interesting. So I would suggest, you know, uh, the passage in Ephesians is a command, be filled with the Spirit. It's not passive, like allow the Spirit to fill you. That's not what it's saying. It's a command, be filled with the Spirit. It's something that you actually do. What do we do? 
May I suggest it begins, let the word of Messiah richly dwell within you. Be in the word of God. Be in the word of God. By, by being in the word of God, there is a supernatural transformation that's taking place. It's not just about gaining knowledge and learning new cool things from the Bible. It's inner, it, it is a primary way of interacting with God. Another primary way of interacting with God, of course, is prayer. Prayer, taking the time to pray. Another way is being engaged communally, engaged communally. God speaks to us uh, and interacts with us, and we receive blessing from him way more in the context of community than we do by staying alone, isolated, and just waiting for God to do something vertically. That happens, of course, but he has created us to interact with one another. He has created us to be a blessing. Just as he is a blessing to us, he's created us to be a blessing. And you know what? That the end result is, yes, we're a testimony. Lives are changed. We bear fruit for the kingdom of God, all of that. But also in return, we become filled, satisfied, uh, you, you know, uh, really uh, ab living what we call an abundant life. Uh, and it's interesting that in both Hebrew and Greek, there's a second word for bless. In Hebrew, it's the word ashrei. In Greek, it's the word makarios, which means something akin to an, uh, an emotion. Uh, or, or uh, a, a feeling of satisfaction, of wellness, very close to shalom, really, you, you know, of, of wholeness and peace. And of course, you know, Psalm 1, blessed is the one, you know, who, who uh, walks with God, who meditates on the word of God day and night, and who isn't hanging around with the sinners, but obviously hanging around, uh, you know, with God's people. That is where blessing uh, blessing comes from. Blessed is the one who meditates on the word of God. Blessed is, uh, is the one who receives from others, who gives to others. And, and, uh, and that is really very, very important, that, that blessing has a boomerang effect. We feel the effects of being a blessing. And that's how we would say, for example, we, we uh, can taste of the future. Or taste and see that the Lord is good. Or, you know, say that we're living in the presence of the future. It's by being a blessing that we really live so vibrantly in the atmosphere of God's blessing. So it's not about God just giving me things and making, you know, uh, not taking our materialistic consumer culture and laying that over God's blessing. They're not the same thing. <laughs> They're not the same thing. God's blessing is far beyond uh, any kind of temporal uh, uh, thing like that. And the same thing, you know, in, in Greek, the word makarios. And I'm sure you, you may be aware of this, but when we read the Beatitudes, that is that word, joyful, peaceful, uh, you, you know, blessed is, uh, is the one who, who hungers and thirsts after righteousness and all of, all of those other uh, all of those other desires, uh, you know, and so uh, may we be people who understand blessing, 
who live in the place of blessing, who can rejoice, uh, you know, in the new covenant blessings. And again, in Ephesians 1, when Paul says, you know, uh, we've been adopted. Now uh, we, uh, you know, we can fulfill that, that role of being sons and daughters of God, children of God. Now we, we receive his forgiveness, uh, you know, and all of the blessings. Now we can be holy and blameless. What we're called to be, when we see that as truly the blessing, it works itself out in the relationships that we have, uh, the way that we carry ourselves in life. We are living in a day where this world needs, needs the blessing of God. May we be the channels of that blessing. May, may we be the, the pipeline of God's blessing to this world. Yes, primarily that people would be infused with the life of God and Messiah, Yeshua. And so may we present him in his wholeness as we engage with one another and as we engage with this world. Let's pray. Lord uh, God, I pray that uh, we would indeed uh, we would indeed be people of blessing, that we would be a blessing to the nations, that we would bless one another and be strong in community and be a strong light for Messiah, and that we might be known as a place of blessing. God, and I pray, uh, Lord, that we would be able to reach into this hurting world and be able to communicate real life in Messiah. Uh, Lord, that's what we are indeed called to. May we never lose that focus, uh, nor that uh, a call. God, may we speak into this world about life, about physical life, about wellness of life, uh, and of course, life forever. Uh, God, uh, may we be, as it were, Yeshua to a lost and hurting world, uh, God. And of course, as as uh, uh, Peter says, for we have been called to this purpose. May we be a blessing as we look forward to that inheritance of blessing. We pray in Messiah's name. Amen.